Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I am your host, Danang. For today's episode, it is a solo episode. So I hope you guys, you know, sit down and enjoy and listen to whatever conversation comes out of this today. Um, a conversation that I wanted to have with you guys was a conversation about fear. Uh, when I mean fear, I talk about the fear of having to do something in which you necessarily don't want. And I, what I mean by that is, um, a good example is uh, when the pandemic hit, my revenue was cut by almost 70-80%. So I was living off whatever savings that I had had. And at that point, too, I had just moved. So that was an excruciating hit on my uh, finance. But the fear that I might have to work a regular job after having done this for almost eight years. I understood the struggle of getting to this point. So I knew that if I worked a regular job, it would be basically like building up my career again. Having built my career for eight years, having failed for eight years, having, you know, fucked up for eight years. It was a lot that went in there. It wasn't just eight years of pure success. It was eight years of more failure than I had success. So the fact that, you know, the possibility was there, I think it worried me and like I fell ill. Mentally, I fell ill. Physically, I fell ill. That fear to provide and you know, it's hard, right? Because I think that fear is still there. I think for people like me who you've made a living off what you do, so now you understand the potential that exists. But you also understand that with the, with the potential that exists also exists the potential that you could have nothing. And I've been there too, and I know what that feels like. And it's a feeling that I never want to go through again. I think that traumatized me a lot, that feeling of losing everything, that feeling of having nothing. It made me lose a lot. And uh, at the beginning of the p pandemic there, sadly, uh, you know, we I was working with uh, an artist at that time. And because of the pandemic, a lot of what we had ready didn't work out because of, you know, issues regarding the pandemic and not being able to do certain things. So not only did I lose funding there, but I think... I learned a lesson during that time, right? Of instead of putting all my eggs in other people's baskets, I needed to work hard and put those back into my basket so that I could rely on myself. 
and and I had lost that ability for quite some time at that point. I had the knowledge and the skill set to do certain things. I had the knowledge and the skill set to find talent where some people might not have seen it. But I no longer possessed the confidence to do that for myself. And uh, the pandemic taught me that. Because at that point, I started working harder on a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do. So, for example, this podcast, for example, writing my book, for example, doing everything that I did, you know, even putting together a virtual concert. This was out of the this was out of just saying to myself, you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe that the skill sets that you've learned up until this point have given you enough that you can do this. And, you know, over time, I've proven myself over and over. I just lack the confidence to believe that I can do it. Um, you know, th- this leads back to a couple years ago when I think I had hit one of the biggest ruts in my life. Um, at that time, I had hit I had hit a... a I hit a dead end and I think my mind shifted to what am I going to do to becoming what can I do? And, uh, you know, it was funny. I was watching a video about a Rubik's Cube, someone like playing with a Rubik's Cube. And I thought to myself, if I can do this Rubik's Cube, I can prove to myself that I can do anything I want to. And that was the start of that push, I guess. It it sounds stupid that a Rubik's Cube is that push, but I ended up learning how to solve a Rubik's Cube within three months. uh, No, three weeks. And then after that, it became muscle memory. And, And I bring up this story because just like a Rubik's Cube, our life is like that, where... If we put our mind and and our concentration, our our determination, our motivation into this Rubik's Cube, we can solve it. No matter how many algorithms exist, no matter obstacles, no matter how stuck we feel, we can do it. But we got to take it day by day. And that's what a Rubik's Cube taught me. And even afterwards, what it taught me was that... I have the skill set. I've worked so hard up until this very point. I've worked in the industry since I was 19, 18. I started when I was 16. It's muscle memory. I just need to trust in my ability and trust in myself that I know what is there, what is laying dormant. And I proved that to myself over and over again. But it gets to the point where I think you listen to so much of the negative that it drowns out the positive that is there too. And I have that issue a lot. I have that issue where the negative drowns out a lot more of the positive than I would hope for. It's a fear that I have that everything that I've worked so hard for, everything that I do will not amount to what I imagine for myself. 
you know, now that I'm married, you know, it's it's something for me that I can provide to show people that maybe you have doubts, maybe you have something to say, but look at me and look what I'm able to do. And my, my entire life is like that. My entire life has been like that since I was a kid. It's, it was it was always about proving people wrong, proving myself wrong. I think that's something that I think a lot of people can relate to, right? We do this over and over and over, but it gets to the point where our mind, our muscle, and like us, we know what's going on. But deep inside, there is this seed of doubt, and that seed of doubt grows into something and tangles itself with everything else, and you lose focus on what you can do, what abilities you do have. You know, and I lost that ability a long time ago, and, and, and it's not that I can't gain it back. I can, but it's, it's a work in progress for me. For me, like a lot of people might not know this, but um, when I I left Kitchener to go and live in Mississauga, and I had lived there for almost five, six years before I moved back here. When I lived in Mississauga, a lot of my life developed, but it developed in a different way. These these developments allowed for development in my character and development in my career a specific way. You know, um, I don't want to say this, but in a way, I feel like there's no way to describe it was I was a dad without being a dad. I had to help as much as I could with the situation that I had. And because of that, I think the responsibility the responsibility that I had and that I took became something that built my characteristic and built my career. I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to be able to give people the same drive that got me to this point. And... I think one of the trickiest things about being a dad when you're not a dad is accepting that you're not the dad. And that was what crushed my character, what crushed who I was. And I had lost all confidence at that point. I lost, I lost a lot of my confidence when that question of, when that question of, like, who are you? To them. And it, it got hard, right? I questioned a lot of it. And now fear started growing. The fear of maybe, maybe I don't. The fear of maybe they don't see me that way. Or maybe the fear of was I doing too little? Was I doing too much? Was was I not caring enough? Was I caring too much? Was I being overprotective? You know, these things happen. And that's what happened. But because it happened, eventually, you know, they say, 
when things fall, you know, it fell hard. And it fell hard on me. The lack of confidence, a lot of fear came. And um, even, even trying to trying to give became harder um you know i tried to be a very understanding person i tried to do the best that i could for everyone in the situation but it just got to a point where i needed to think about myself and i needed to recuperate my mindset and uh, that's why we moved back here and i was able and this is why I restarted the podcast, right? I, I had already, originally started the podcast to help me through uh, some of the stuff that I was trying to deal with. But it got to the point where I think it was too much. So I stopped for months. We ended in... The first time we ended was December. So we stopped for about three to four months before we restarted and did it consistently and up to up until that point you know we didn't take a break but um the podcast is a way for me to kind of talk things through i'm not someone that likes to talk to people about it i talk to myself a lot and like crystal knows it people around me know it that I talk to myself because that's the only way that I know how to deal with something. That there is a part of me that is, like, when I talk to myself, it sounds funny and it sounds really weird. But when I talk to myself, there is an objective part of me. Then there is, you know, a person that is very understanding. There is a person that is very angry. There is a person that is very sad. And being able to talk, it's like these emotions have their own character. You know, it, it reminds me of Inside and Out, that cartoon, Inside and Out. I'm like that. All my emotions have characters, but these characters, they need to talk to each other. And when they do talk to each other, there's a sense of understanding that, oh, well, right now I'm angry, so let me be angry, and then I can be sad. And then after I'm sad, I can, I can try and figure what's going on. And, and that's usually how I am. It got to the point where I think this podcast became one of the reasons why I started to be okay. Because I started to talk about certain things. And then people started reaching out saying that, hey, you know, like I can relate. Or, hey, thank you guys so much for what you guys had to say. And it was no longer I had to deal with this by myself. It was... Well, now there are people there that kind of understand. And I think that was something that I struggled with a lot was a lot of what I was going through was alone. Even even though I had people around me, I didn't like to talk to these people about my emotions. I hated talking about my emotions. Even to this day, I hate talking about my emotions. But I can get lost in it. And it becomes easier to talk about it when I'm no longer focusing on the fact that it's the subject matter. Like, for example, doing these podcasts. When I start, the first two minutes is awkward for me. But after I start and I'm going, I'm going, it becomes therapeutic where 
I can talk to myself and I can let out my fears, let out a lot of these things that I have. It, it, it gets to a point where, you know, everything is out on the table. But um, for someone like me, I need time to reflect because I don't get time to reflect. I spent the last 10 years of my life here building my career. But you have to understand that in a career like this, it's so hard to establish yourself as someone independent. But the fact that I can do it and the fact that I've done it many times over and over and over... I know the build works. I know the structure of it. I know how things start. So when things crumble, I can restart it. And I've done that multiple times. And that's why, you know, I want to be able to help people using my craft. Whether that be podcasting, whether that be with music, whether that be with videos. This is my way of doing it. I am always someone that tries to prove myself wrong. You know, like, um, it was funny. I was on TikTok uh, uh, like a week ago. And um, I was watching this video where someone was saying, where someone was doing these uh, videos on their phone. And I was reading the comment section and a lot of people saying, oh, no, you know, like, you can't do that on your phone. You know, oh, this guy is, you know, doing it with a professional camera. Like, he knows what he's doing. And... Like, there was a moment in me that clicked and was like, as someone that went to college for this, you should know how to do this. And I challenged myself. I challenged myself and said, if I can do this, then whatever else that comes at this point, I can do too. And I did. I looked at the video. I watched it over and over and over. And I studied how this video was built and eventually it was kind of just like experimentation with using my phone okay how was the movements how was this how was that and i eventually got it and learned how to do it the main reason for that story was for someone like me i always have to prove myself i'm always challenging myself whenever i i start to get bored of something i challenge myself and i try to build something out of it that is why, you know, I got into music. That's how I got into videos, you know. As a as a kid, I wasn't good at anything else. So when I found videos, videos was the one thing that pushed me out of my comfort zone. This, I remember, you know, the first project that I worked on in high school was with a girl named Michelle Tran. And um, she was, you know, we were... were she was a very beautiful girl, but it was a music video for a song called Mr. Sunshine. And I had to play her love interest. And it was so out of my comfort zone. But there was an attraction there. Not, not for Michelle. She was a beautiful girl. Don't get me wrong. But there was an attraction to the fact that this was making me uncomfortable. And... I think I got addicted to being uncomfortable a lot. So grade 10 happened. Well, I loved it. I got into it and I started putting myself in a lot more uncomfortable positions. Well, you know, oh, well, the teacher says he needs a videographer. Well, great. I can do it. 
Do you know how to? No, but I can learn. And, and that's what I did throughout my entire career. You know, I started off as a videographer. I went to college and I learned all that, all that shit. And then in college, I met a guy that was um, a rapper. And, oh, a, that immediately sparked my attention. I saw this man being creative, being confident, being someone that wasn't shy. And I was attracted to that quality of uncomfortableness. And it, and it got to the point where, okay, I want to learn how to do that. And, and I, I, I learned slowly and steadily. And I'm a shy kid. I'm a very shy kid. I don't like talking to people. I hate conversation. I hate social settings. But media and this creative field doesn't allow for you to get comfortable. And that's what I had realized, right? Um, it got to the point where media and this creative field gave me a new persona, gave me new characteristics that I didn't have as a kid. I got I got confident enough where, you know, um, in high uh, in college, I found out that a guy at my uh, workplace uh, was a rapper. So I walked up to him and I said, hey, I'd love to produce your music videos for free. Let's, you know, no, I, I can do this all for free. You don't need to put a dime in. You don't need to pr do anything. And it, it happened. You know, I was I was producing his I was producing videos for him, but it didn't stop there. I wanted to know how he did his vocals. So I watched how he was editing, how he was splicing certain things. And then I got to the point where, oh, wow. I think it's very easy. So I would try it and I didn't get it. And I would continue trying over and over and over. And eventually I was the one who was recording his vocals and editing his vocals now. And that's what I mean. It's like I have a fear of being too comfortable that I'm not going to develop and I'm not going to progress. But here I was putting myself in uncomfortable positions and developing skill sets that I hadn't had before. That building this confidence that I didn't have, building this new persona that I wasn't. And it was beautiful, you know, it's very addicting. And there's a downfall to an addiction. I got too addicted. This, this persona was now cocky. I could walk up to anyone. At that point, I had established a company. And I remember being so cocky, I could walk up to someone and be like, hey, you got talent, but I'm also really good at what I do. Join my company and I can get you a place better. I can build a platform for you. And I did that everywhere I went. At one point, I had 33 people in my company at one time. I was the manager, the CEO, the accountant. I was the videographer, the editor. I was everything. I had burnt myself out. And because of that addiction, I crashed. And I lost everything. And then I became complacent with not having anything. I was working at McDonald's again, and I got complacent. 
And I think that's what hurt me was I wasn't complacent. I just needed to know how to control my addiction. And so I did it again. I started and I built another company. And I did it over and I tried it with different, many different ways. And, you know, now I'm able to do it with the confidence of knowing I'm good, but I'm not that good. I can always learn from other people within the company. That the people that I help are also there to help me become a better person. Uh, when it comes to the fear of being complacent, the fear of being comfortable, I put myself in uncomfortable positions because I understood that it allowed me to develop as a person. It allowed me to develop as someone who could become a better person. And that's what happened, you know, when I was in Mississauga, I got uncomfortable because a situation happened and I needed to step up. And I stepped up. But what also happened was as much as I developed and I grew into the role, I got complacent with that role. I got comfortable with, with you know, I got comfortable with love and it led me it led me to a breaking point where it led me to a breaking point not even that long ago not that long ago at all maybe a month ago no 2 months ago we're in December already 2 months ago where I had a major breakdown because I was complacent I was comfortable and I hated being comfortable. And so November, the end of November came and that was when, well, I was writing my book and, well, I'm uncomfortable with being in front of the camera. So why don't we vlog? Why don't I vlog and see what I can do with my abilities? What can I do with my skill set? And now look, I'm able to podcast and then I vlog and then I'm doing other things on the side. These are things that I'm constantly learning. And you cannot fault yourself for learning. You cannot fault yourself for trying. People might not understand. That's the truth of it. That people are not going to understand. That even those that are next to you, right beside you, will not understand. And that's the hardest part. That when they don't understand, you have to know exactly what you worked hard for and keep it going. Even if it's against the grain, fight. Keep fighting. You'll get to a point where answers happen. Results occur. And when those results occur, It'll give you a definite answer regarding the questions that you have of, is this right? Am I doing, am I doing the right thing? Is this going to be okay? I struggle with those questions all the time. I wanted to say thank you all to uh, those that listened. I know that it's just myself, and I know that I'm not 
a very well versed uh, person who speaks very like who speaks great. But I hope that the content of what I was talking about was interesting and the content was intriguing for you guys. Um, if you guys have any questions, please put it down in the comments. Reach out to us on Facebook. Reach out to us on Instagram. Um, a very quick announcement that I wanted to put in was we are looking for guest for this podcast where we don't need anyone with an influencing and we don't need anyone with high numbers we just want regular people with regular stories to talk to we want to know about your story we want to know about what's going on the statues podcast the you know we used to say it in the beginning but we stopped and maybe we should say it again is it's a it's a conversation with, what was it again? A conversation with, oh, genuine people, a genuine conversation with genuine people. So remember that a genuine conversation with genuine people doesn't have to be people of influence. It can be you guys that are listening. I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to each and every one of you guys. Reach out to us. The email uh, is going to be in the link. Uh, my Instagram is on there. The Statues Collective, uh, email, the Statues Podcast uh, Instagram is on there. Reach out to us on any of those platforms. We would love to talk. I think with conversation comes a lot of education. That we can't get anywhere else. So let's talk. Thank you guys again. For tuning in. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, please follow us on. Instagram at the statues podcast. Follow my personal one at. Denang underscore statues. And yeah. Subscribe. Like. Share. Share this video. Please. 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 Like it. Share. Subscribe. Thank you guys so much for all the love and the support. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.